This week, we're talking about failing kindergarten, Rebecca's new home additions, and sipping rosé in the garden. We each get into three ways we're caring for ourselves during quarantine. And it doesn't include mani-pedis and facials. And stay to the end because we're challenging ourselves and you to do something small for your health over the next seven days. Let's go! Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hey! What's up everybody? Welcome let's to this, this meeting. Let's call this meeting to order. Order in the courtroom. <laughs> okay. So I kind of had to talk you into this topic today. I, yeah, you're good at that. I just was like, okay, sometimes maybe my state of mind doesn't align with things like this or maybe I just take advantage of this stuff so often that so you're so good at it (laughs) I'm so zen that I don't I don't even realize it anymore this is well okay so let's just say this week we are talking about self-care self-care I think I know I've had a history with considering it just a bad like kind of an annoying word I wouldn't say a bad word but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's all... Hashtag uh, self-care Sunday. Woo. And it's <laughs> yeah. like face masks and, I don't know, manicures. Like, Right. And it's defined, self-care is defined as the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Okay. Now that sounds like it's important. And I know it, it is, is because I struggle with this practice. And I always, and I wonder, Sean, like, this is where... I sometimes wonder if the male-female thing comes into play where (laughs) men are pretty good about like stating their needs and doing what they need to do to put themselves first. And in this instance, it's really healthy. I think I, we have talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast, but I, I really try to keep a lot of boundaries and not just like, I'm not talking about um, compartmentalizing. I mean, truly like boundaries in my life that help that over time I've developed in order to keep my sanity because I can, I will tell you, there are times where I can tell my husband, Sean, I can't talk about this right now. I'm not in the right place for this. And so I have this like recognition that even if something is important, I'm not in the right place to treat it with importance. And I think part of that part of that is not just self-preservation, but that's caring for myself, knowing that, oh man, I'm emotionally not in a place to have that right now. And so right. I'm gonna need to, I need to approach ugly. this from Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna hurt anybody's feelings or create resentment or what it's better to just say, now is not the right time. Like <laughs> I need to be pre- I need to be prepared for this conversation. Um and I think we yeah. are pressed a lot in our lives of like, 
you pick up the phone and someone wants it now or someone's emailing you or whatever it is like our family we're we get so many conflicting demands placed on us and our times and our emotion and um self-care is an important piece to be able to say no you know what like my own peace of mind and sanity are worth just as much as getting these other things done right and I think there's just some cultural influence with women that women hear about to be like a good girl, then you take care of people when they need mm. you and you put, the, you know, people first to be, being nice means doing what you're told. And it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It, it I will is struggle some, like, with it. And I, it is some male dominated bullshit, like a little bit. It is. Like it's definitely a holdover of this like men's club chauvinistic 1950s and it's not like or 60s always type with of thing. Intent. Like I don't think like men are going around being intentional with those feelings or asks, but and then when we become mothers, then it's just Oh yeah. Like a, you have a helpless human that needs you and your body. Like it's a lot. And and your body and your chemistry and motherhood is telling you to respond in that way. Like exactly. we've evolved for women's bodies to say, your kid is crying and you have this pri- like primal urge, like I need to go do that, even if there are others who can help. And I think that's definitely an important place to acknowledge from you know our listeners that we know there are a lot of you who are stay-at-home moms right now and women running businesses and I think that is a huge component that you hear about not everyone is out skipping and jumping through the poppies right now but (laughs) so many of you are like in the trenches at home and I think today's episode about self-care is a really good way to think about how you could start some methods I think um I don't have yeah, anything I, that's not achievable. Yeah, I think we're really trying to just talk about things that we can be doing and how a little goes a long way. It's not about mm-hmm. being a selfish person who just puts everyone else on the back burner, but just to consider yourself on that to-do list. Definitely. So, so now would be, well, let's actually start then. Like we do each week, we start with our fizzle and our sizzle. Mm-hmm. and every week we share something that fizzled. Those are the things that bummed us out, but we're also taking a minute to just celebrate and recognize the things that sizzled and got us excited or helped us feel good this week. So Rebecca, what was your fizzle and sizzle? So my fizzle this week, part of my self-care, which we'll talk about a little bit later, has been not stressing myself or my child out with homeschooling. We're in day 40-something still of quarantine. (laughs) Week 501. (laughs) Yeah. My kid is only five. And so I'm like, you know what? She's going to be just fine. I'm not going to worry about all these assignments coming out. She's not going to get a low SAT score because of this. (laughs) But I got busted by the teacher yesterday. So she was... (laughs) What did they say? She's very nice. She was just... Just wanted to check in and see how Cecily was. We haven't seen mm. her on any of the Zoom calls lately, so I I understand they're coming from an, uh, a caring place. Yes. However, 
I know. And so I have mixed feelings <laughs> about like this whole educational process right now. But ultimately, it's... She, I mean, their their job is still to be checking on the child and that's yeah. what they would do. They're expected to still be teaching. So I, yeah. But then I also, as a parent, don't want to like overly communicate. Well, if you don't feel like it, dear, don't do it. So there's just this balance <laughs> of, we got to do a lot of things we don't feel like doing. So I mean, such is, is life. <laughs> exactly. So today she's... I had the teacher send Cecily a direct message and video talking her through what she used to be t- trying to do. So kind of like a boost. You need a boot, a teacher boost to like get her into it more again. Yeah. Cause she could give a shit what mom has to say, but if Miss Jennifer has some words, then she'll listen. So, I mean, yeah. And can we just like, I recognize this a lot. I have so much respect for the fact that, not only are you still running your business, but you are like the primary caregiver for for your daughter most of the day for Cecily. And that on top of that, you're like, sure, let's go into a whole new adventure, starting a podcast and still taking care of clients. And I just, that's a lot of demands on one person. And so if to me, if school moved a little bit aside so that way she could play a lot more or anything I just I know school's important but I mean come on like give yourself a pass I have been I know but see this is the thing this is the mom guilt shit that gets us spinning well okay so my sizzle though I've got some big sizzles happening we had as part of the one room challenge um I am partnering with Velux Skylights, and so we got a beautiful fresh air skylight installed last week. Oh my god, our bathroom was like a cave, so this has just been literally night and day. Yes. (laughs) Literally like, oh, I can wake up with the light coming in from the bathroom. If it looks bright on the videos that you posted or in your stories on Instagram, if it looks bright in that, I know it's even so much brighter in person because that's just like our cameras suck at capturing right. a bright room so well. So I and know it's like in pure person. magical light when it comes straight from the sky. It's so cool. Praying <laughs> <laughs> so, in on the wings of an angel. It is. It's like I, it catches my eye every time I walk by it. I'm like, oh my God. There's an excitement um, in having daylight. much more natural light in your house. Yes. Now I want more, but then we also happened to get the floor, new floors installed in our master bedroom at the same, like two days later. So it looks like we just moved in, but we got beautiful floors and skylights. Yes. You're just going to camp out for a little bit. It's, it's already, it's already good. It's, I, I rest my case. One room challenge. I'm done. If it had to happen, the worst thing that could, I mean, at least you've got all that new light coming in, you've got the floors and it it already, I can't wait to see more of it because it already, what you posted the previews looks beautiful. So I'm stoked. Um, This week, it's a fizzle because it does kind of send us back to the drawing board a little bit, but I've been working with a client on a master bathroom and a kitchen project for them. And over the weekend, their contractor basically sent them like a Dear John 
letter that he was like breaking up with them, which we weren't even like at the point where he had a, they they hadn't even signed contract. Like we're still in the concept. Well, we're past concept. We're, we're, we're further down the design process, but they had just been getting some general estimates from him and he decided to pull out of their project, which it felt really odd. And it was like a weird exit strategy that he just didn't, it felt like the way he said it was that he couldn't navigate the various timelines we have and when we're hoping to have things finished. But the reality is the client and the project and everything have been very flexible throughout the entire process. And then you add on COVID-19 to it and it's been really fluid, like ideal client as far as like taking it chill. They're trying to be very Mm -hmm. understanding. I honestly feel that I and they have probably dodged a bullet because if he was already doubting his commitment to the project and he hadn't even been contracted yet, I'm, I'm really glad that he decided to step back. The hard part is, is that we had pretty much been moving ahead, assuming he would be involved. And now we have to, it's very competitive. We have to go out and bring on another contractor and go through the whole process of bringing them on and hoping that their timeline aligns with when we were originally hoping. And that is frustrating. Um, I'm, I'm confident the projects will still be fine. It's just kind of stinky to have to go back through that whole introduction and onboarding process with other contractors. Um, totally. Luckily, luckily for me, this was not a contractor that I had recommended or referred or worked with. So I'm at least off the hook from that. But I still feel for the client because they were kind of, they kind of liked him. They were like, oh, he's kind of got a cool, like he's excited and... I, I don't know. It's better. I'm, I'd rather know now that he's not committed than wait until we're like a month into a project and find out he's like half there, you know? Over, yeah. It's just I like think, two steps forward, one step back, I feel like is yeah. the theme of the year. Yes. And the the sizzle, the one, like there, there were a couple things this week. One of the things that was really, really nice though was uh, over the weekend, um, for the first time, we don't, I, I had been working outside a little bit, but usually um, I don't spend a lot of time in the evenings outside, but it, the, the conditions were like perfect this weekend that um, Sean and I, my husband, we went and we sat outside at sunset and we just like took the whole bottle of rosé with us and, <laughs> and sat out there and it was it was really lovely. We put a little bit of like Janelle Monet and we're just listening to music and, and watching like watching the hummingbirds. And it was really lovely. It was kind of like a perfect like exhale for the weekend. And, um, you know, he of course has to go back to his uh, medical clinic hospital environment um, that he works in each week. So I think it's good for his mental health and for my mental health to feel like we did something like that, even if it was just an hour and a half drinking wine outside. It's very golden hour-y it looked. It was like, it could not have been more perfect. And then I was like, why aren't we out here more often? And then I was reminded that some afternoons or evenings, it's still like 90 plus degrees out and or mosquitoes already and so it was like yesterday what I hope that there are many more of those ahead because I need those for our sanity but um sometimes in Southern California we're just not going to have that so 
I hear you. <laughs> Same. So should we dive into self-care and kind of talk about how those are kind of like sizzles that we can control more often and they're not just happening to us. We can really make an impact on them. Oh, so we're like scheduling our sizzles in our day? <laughs> kind that's, of. That's that's a good goal. I, if I can guarantee a few more sizzles every day, I will feel really good. Which is like so silly to think like you can guarantee that you have a sizzle every day, but we still don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Why? You have to, it's silly that as a culture, we have to nurture happiness it's like well why isn't happiness the default and i'm not going to get all like buddhist monk on you but like really that's what's kind of missing from this for us is that our our default shouldn't be to place more value on like more work and more stress and being busy equals being successful truly like being happy in and of itself can be a sign of success Um, (laughs) should i talk about one of my like talk about my self-care yeah, let's talk about, let's like each share three things that we're doing that aren't bubble baths and face masks. Okay, okay, I could do that. Um, not to say that I didn't, I, I mean, I would get manicures or pedicures occasionally, but it's not a frequent thing for me, but it is still something nice to go like, I'm going to go drop some some cash on this. Obviously right now, it's not. It's also not, not possible happening. right now. So what Not are possible, not possible now, but I, I will say, um, one thing that has kind of been an indulgence of mine for a while has been like truly i am by no means a connoisseur but good coffee and it doesn't necessarily mean that good coffee has to be expensive but here's what i'm gonna say because i think i think the proliferation of like large coffee chains like coffee bean and starbucks and places that we think that that means that that is good coffee until you truly have tried some really spectacular coffee. What I find for me and my personal taste is that a lot of coffee chain coffees are uh, brewed more for strength than their taste and that many of them are really acidic. And I don't like that. I don't, I don't appreciate that about the coffee. I also don't like bitterness and newsflash to anybody out there who doesn't realize this Coffee doesn't have to be bitter. It has to do with how they're roasted and the beans and the quality of that. So there are a couple of really good coffee brands, but one that I keep going back to that I absolutely love is Intelligentsia. They have a really, they have a couple of really great roasts. I like a really bold kick me in the ass cup of coffee. So I personally <laughs> buy their Black Cat Espresso. And it's, a, it's we have a, a Mr. Coffee espresso maker, but we also have a pour over coffee. Every morning I make that pour over. And I love that with the pour over, I can kind of like decide, is it how many cups am I having today? And I can save it for later and pour it over ice and make it an iced coffee. Um, special, t- special tip simple syrup that you use for cocktails is really easy to use for iced coffee. Mm, it's easy to make. Yeah. So it's like an easy sweetener. Do you make and you it? Can keep it. Um, I have, I don't right now because we've got plenty in store from when we've been making cocktails, oh. <laughs> but, but that's so every morning and I, I just recently like super stocked up. I bought the five pound bag of beans and it's sort of like a cathartic, 
process every morning is mm, I can start like my day and it's truly like that coffee commercial. Like I open up the bag of the beans and I smell it <laughs> and I'm like the best pot. Oh wait, we're going to get sued for that. Um, oh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't finish the jingle. But I, I like the beet. I can smell the beans and then we have the little coffee grinder and I can prep like how much I need. And really they stay so much fresher longer if they're mm-hmm. unground first, make my little pour over. And then before I do any work, I never take my coffee cup with me to to my desk, really. I sit in our living room, facing our picture window, looking out at our garden. We have a little little fountain out there. And I watch the hummingbirds and I watch them like come and drink water and I watch the butterflies. And it really, it's a little Disney moment, but I clear my head doing that every morning. I I don't sit, at, I don't like get my cup and go right to my desk and start working. Like, I feel yeah. like I, I want to enjoy coffee. I want to enjoy my morning coffee and take my time with it. And I know that's, that's a luxury, awesome. but. No, I, I try to do that when I am able to be by myself, but some days Cecily lets me and yeah, like going, especially right now, like going outside listening to the birds before like the sun gets hot with the it's coffee. like a Disney princess like ah it is it's, <laughs> I mean it's a little meditation if you keep your phone if you can. away if you don't yeah I think that's I mean I try in addition and I'll say that's separate from that but I try not to read the news very often, like I know that's part of some people's like morning tradition is to like get up, have my coffee or my breakfast and look, I don't do that. I just focus on the coffee and the view and taking that moment for myself. So that's probably like the first thing literally every day that I that I do to try to give myself the time to enjoy something because we're just, I mean, not as, not as many people are running to their office every morning, but it's sort of like get your coffee in a thermos and get in the car and sit in an hour worth of traffic in LA. And, and it's like, you don't ever really enjoy the coffee anymore. So that's what I do to make sure I get my enjoyment out of it. That's, that sounds ideal. <laughs> and it may not be for everyone. It might be that whatever it is, is you find something you can do every evening, or maybe it's the two thirty cup of tea, like, I don't know. I don't have, I'm not big into fancy tea, but I do use an English tea a lot. It's called PG tips and it's like at world market and you can, it's actually at a lot of supermarkets too, but it's just an English tea. That's a good, like solid afternoon brew. So maybe you can't get it in the morning because everybody's in your face. Maybe it's afternoon. You do something. Or just wake up early. Before everybody. <laughs> and yep. Sit there, sit in the dark like a zombie (laughs) it's good okay what Um, else do you do uh if we fast forward to the end of the day one thing that gosh thinking back way to when I this is years ago now when I was going back to design school while still working at the bank full-time uh my husband and I started meal meal delivery services. So we started, I think we started with Blue Apron is where we started. And then, I don't know, I feel like everybody needs to feel out. There's so many different options now that we found that some meal services 
are not necessarily like the healthiest meals, but they taste great. And then mm. some take a really long time to cook, but they're wonderful. Um, the one, the service we've been using lately, and we've used, I could probably go through all of them. We've probably used them all depending on, I feel like as we go through different stages of how busy our work life is, we change the meal service to sort of adapt to that. So right now we've been for a while now using Home Chef and uh, we get four meals a week from them. So it's four less meals that I have to plan uh, getting everything together for a recipe, you know, grocery store, making sure we have everything. And also just like having to think about maintaining variety in food is to me just like, I like to cook, but it's overwhelming. I, I fight with my husband about this probably the most. He loves to come home and just know what's for dinner. Not that he expects me to cook it all the time because he does cook a lot, but if wants the plan, well, yeah, but he doesn't plan. So we argue <laughs> and I, and I always say like, I would love to come like at the end of the day, cook dinner under two conditions. I would do this every day. Mm-hmm. If these two conditions were met, the plan was made and they leave me alone. <laughs> oh, that's important. Put on my podcast, go into my little like creative process of cooking. I love to cook. I just don't want to think about what to cook. And yeah. I don't want to com- have conversations while I do it. Truly, honestly, Sean comes home and he's been at the beck and call of doctors, nurses, front office people, back office people, resident doctor, like, and he wants to disappear and like change his clothes, restore a little bit. Sometimes he'll just sit and listen to music on the record player or he'll go into the den and read on his iPad for a little And during that time I'm cooking and I love that the only decision I have to make is like, which one of these four meals do we choose from? You always have though, the one that like when we were doing it, the one, there's always the one that you you put off. (laughs) (laughs) The one we didn't want last week was the vegan. We didn't want the vegan Caesar salad because I don't know how that got we we can pick what we want, but we were like, oh, we should try it. And then it got here and I was like, ugh. Never want and that. I didn't want it. And I should have just ordered something we really wanted, but we were telling ourselves, let's get something, let's be healthier. Let's find some of the healthy ones. <laughs> and then I'm like, who picked this vegan Caesar salad? Like, <laughs> What's the I protein want- on it? It had, uh, it had some flaxseed tempeh that you saute Mm. and it was all right it wasn't all that but here's what I like about that if I went to a restaurant and I had ordered that and paid for it at the restaurant or something I would have been annoyed but because (laughs) I didn't have to go and pick all the stuff for that recipe at the store and get the right portions and figure out the recipe and do it like all of the mental space and bandwidth yeah. that that would take up to decide, I was like stoked, so stoked that I don't have to do it, that I'm like, I will eat this gross vegan salad that I ordered 
because I didn't have to do anything <laughs> else about it. Like, yeah. if someone, and it's sort of like when you're a kid, when your parents are like, you're going to eat what I put in front of you. And that's your only option. It's like the absence of options actually makes our lives a little bit easier. Like, it does. And we don't I need like to obsess a, about every meal. Like we can just I, I don't need the Cheesecake Factory menu. I don't need that. I need you to put four things in front of me or even three if we're being honest and just be like, pick one of these. It's so much easier. And it doesn't cover all of our meals, but I will say that there are some nights where we it's so much easier to just throw together a quick pasta and we always have something that we can make a sauce or something with. And that's, that's an easy, you know, fifth meal or, and then we do still get, fortunately in COVID, we can get meal, a lot of meal delivery options, which I recognize is a luxurious place for some families, but for us, it really makes a difference. And I'm happy to pay for these meal services because they give me sanity and because I don't have to worry about all the planning and everything, it frees up my time to focus on other stuff. Well, and I think in our jobs, we have major decision fatigue. Like we are making decisions for our own businesses and other people's homes. Like it's a lot. Yeah. So when, when people are like, what do you want to eat for dinner? And I'm like, literally anything. If you put Except a vegan Caesar salad. (laughs) Except vegan Caesar salad. (laughs) (laughs) Get that. Get that out of my face because um. no. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's that's like the age old question, mom, what's for dinner? So I, I, I do, I now could not imagine going back to a method where we are buying and prepping and creating recipes and finding new stuff. And it's so much space that's cleared in our minds to focus on other things. There's no stress about, oh, when we're, when, when workday is done, what are we going to do about dinner? It's like, it's already here and we have to eat it. We already ordered it. You were home all day. Why didn't you figure this out earlier? Oh my God. Yeah, I can't. So that's a holdover. We need to do that. Um, and home chef, if you're listening, we're, if you could send over a promo code for, uh, Rebecca to try out a few weeks with her family. Promo code, save my marriage. <laughs> JK. It's, it does I make did a create di- a meal plan yesterday so for the uh, weekly I meal mean, plan. So. I, kudos to you for doing it. I lose attention span really fast. And that's where we, like, I think in our household, we just finally decided, you know what? We're going to be okay with whatever comes and we're going to try it. And if we don't love it, it's one meal. It's right. one dinner out of 365 dinners that, what big deal. And there are so many other ones that we do like and it's food that we would never have tried if we had to come up with our own. So I'm happy to I'll try some one. different things. So, um, okay, my third, the third self-care item that I think is probably the most important also overlaps a lot with my business. Um, I use the Google Suite for my business. So my calendar, my acuity scheduler, everything is paired in with that. My Gmail, everything is there. I set some really strict do not disturb programs uh, with my phone and with the notifications on my laptop and settings in Gmail. So when I'm outside of business hours, I'm not getting alerts or notifications from my business anymore. It's 
it's something that I learned when I worked in my more corporate like banking environment in my last career. There's a lot to be said for being able to turn your job off when you're not at work. And I really did appreciate that sort of eight to five, like unless it's an emergency, you're not going to hear from anybody. And I'll be honest, I have never in three years now have never had a true emergency from a client that could not have waited till business hours. I have yet to have, I have yet to have anything where I'm supposed to be the call. And I am not, I'm if, if like a water pipe bursts at the construction site, that's the contractor call. That's not, that's not a me call. Like I'm not, coming to turn off your water main for you like why would you, you call me like and that's worse case, that has not happened to me occasionally I will look at it but I honestly there are times where I wake up in the morning I don't look at anything until I sit down at my desk and open my laptop I just don't look at my phone people will say, oh, I don't know if you saw this email. And I'll, and I'll, I'll say, oh, it came in over the weekend. I don't look at that till Monday. <laughs> like I, and I'm very upfront. The, the second part of that is you do have to walk that walk and talk that talk is with your clients. I do tell them, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a human being. I will look at my phone or I may look at something occasionally, but please don't text me don't call me on the weekend. Like I really value my time with my, you know, family unit. Like I need space to recharge. And I have never had anybody say that they don't understand that. I think people only take advantage of how much you let them. It's true. And having said that in times of COVID, I have had weekend calls with clients lately because I also have weekdays where absolutely no work can is getting done because clients are navigating family, kids at home, work schedules. And so I'm willing to trade off some of that, but unless it's, it, it's never an emergency. Like the calls I've had with clients over the weekend during Camp COVID have been scheduled in advance. And I know that we're going to have that call. And then when that call's done, we go back to do not disturb time. And I don't look at anything else related to that outside of it. Um, so even if I do work over the weekend and I'm doing some AutoCAD rendering or stuff, I'm not checking emails, not looking at text messages. I'm not answering voicemails. Like it relieves so much pressure to realize that it can wait. Yeah. I don't really answer emails, but I do look at them so I can see where, and some of them are like, you get the pang of like, Oh, someone just asked me to do something. (laughs) Um, That's why I stopped trying to look it's at them. Disruptive, because, yeah. Yeah, and then you, you start dreading it. Yeah, so you wake up Monday like with a dread, or the next day. I have, yeah. So I think my schedule is how you were describing. I don't work. I'm not at my desk eight hours a day during the week, so it's kind of this like spread of hours through the seven days. But I've been doing things like scheduling replies so if I am working answering emails on a Saturday I schedule them to go out the next business morning 
Yeah, I love that feature. Yeah, especially like with certain companies, um, if you want to make sure they're seeing your email, you can like work with their time zone. So like you're not oh, flooding their inbox. Like if you're emailing New York on a Saturday and they get it Monday at 5 a.m. our time or whatever. That's true. It's like right you know, at the top want, when they're sitting down. You want them to get it at like 10 after they've gone through their backlog. Yeah. Right. That was a holdover from corporate. I hated, I dreaded logging in on a Monday in my corporate environment and being like, great, who's demanding my attention first? And yeah, it really was like, okay, let's dig through the mouth. Let's dig through. But that's also like goes back to, um, I try to like educate my clients and that I tell them, I'm like, don't, don't the subject line to me is very important and i tell clients if something is important it's okay to put urgent or action required or you know important whatever you got to write important urgent action tell me what you need in the Mm -hmm. subject the subject doesn't have to be relevant to the rest of it for me but if you put action needed by Wednesday and it's Monday, then I know, okay, this isn't like first thing Monday morning I have to jump on it, but I do need to check it because it might move around some other things. Um, Or if a contractor says Monday meeting and the the body is saying, we need to meet today, something changed since, you know, last week. Great. I, then I can adapt to it. And I think part of that time sensitivity is we're so used to things being now, now, now that we've got to teach our clients what constitutes an emergency and what constitutes urgent uh, and, and you know, what lack- day it really is like, yeah, a lack of planning on someone else's part does not <laughs> constitute an emergency on mine. Like I'm not going to rearrange my whole week for something that's not really an emergency. That's how I keep my sanity. And that's how it takes care of myself and my emotions is I can't be affected by your fire drill. If it's truly not, that important like we got to put it back in perspective right because then you're getting resentful and stuff yeah that's so those are my um zen buddha tips for (laughs) self-care those are good a lot of them have the theme of boundaries which i really appreciate good fences make good neighbors Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so time of COVID. My husband is still working out of the house as usual. Um, he leaves the house at 5 a.m. I don't even know. I don't even hear him leave. Um, it's just like sleep right through it. So there's no waking up before him to like go for a walk or whatever. Um, right. So I'm full-time parenting during the day and it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's, That's an understatement of the year. It's not hard because she's not really hard. She's an actually, she's actually a really great age for this, but working while having her around is the hard part. Mm-hmm. She's personally triggered by me on the computer. So it's like she sniffs it out. Like she hears the laptop open or something. Oh, you're trying to do dedicated work. Interesting. It, I mean, you saw her <laughs> earlier. We were trying to have a Zoom prep meeting, and she comes in. The dog's wearing her school backpack. Yeah. In his hair, like <laughs> total. He's looking at me with this sad, tortured face. So 
Yeah. She's never had any attention ever, and you're the worst mom on the planet type of attitude. Right, and I'm just not a, like, I can't be creative in five-minute increments. Like, it's just not going to happen. So Mm -hmm. my needs have really been on the bottom of the list because the times when I do have free time, I have client work and, um, well, she's the rest of my free time. So what am I doing? One thing that's been really great that you have helped with the last couple weeks is our, I came up with an idea to do a bi-weekly accountability session mm-hmm. where four of us were meeting on Zoom for an hour and a half total and we're clearing everybody out. So like I can tell Cecily, like I give her something to do for that period of time. Yeah. And we um, just set our own intentions for ourselves, each of us. And then we put it on mute and we work quietly for an hour. You guys thought I was weird when I first proposed it, but it's, there's not, there's something like, okay, there's other people quietly working next to me. It's like, kind of like when you study in a library and you're like, totally. well, I did come, I did come here to study, so I, I should just get off my phone and, but there's no peer pressure. Like if I need what to, you do. yeah, like if I get a, if I get a call during our accountability working and I'm like, oh, this is the contract. I need to pick this up for the client. It's okay. It's just, you then recognize, it almost like puts this little bug in your ear like when you're you're like oh wait this contractor is now interrupting my work yeah, time, time. I versus out. yeah versus well the contractor is also work time call and then I'm also doing other work it's like no now it's an interruption because I purposely said I'm going to work during this time and we try to make it on things that we're avoiding or we need to focus on so there's the plenty of things that I could be doing, but yeah. So it's like the big focus, like assembling the last presentation or putting together a big drapery order, <laughs> make writing a proposal. Those are the things that I try to save for that. Cause I know I've got an hour on lock. So that's been really great. It feels really nice to, um, just put that time in the calendar for myself. And just having the accountability with you guys is great. So I like that- doing it. I'm so glad you did it after a couple of weeks of us doing it because it's on my calendar now. Like if I don't get to something the rest of the day, at least I know I've got those scheduled with you. And I'm kind of saving stuff that I'm avoiding doing, you know, like on my own time. So yeah. But then it's like, okay, here it is. Put up or shut up. Yeah. So that's been really nice. Um, One thing that I started doing late last week was my, again, my daughter spends, she was spending a lot of time with my parents. My parents moved to Sacramento from Southern California when I told them I was pregnant. They're like, first grandkid, still the only grandkid, we're moving. They're on it. So they've been just like her second set of parents in a way like since she was born like they've been like not full-time caregivers but 
a lot of time caregivers. So yeah, she hasn't hadn't seen them. I mean, I think we went four full weeks, and then we did a couple visits. But like, I just I can't do this and not work. I can't work at night right now. Like, it's just not happening. So yeah. This week we put together a plan and she's going to start going there in the afternoons, a few days a week at least. So I'm really... And they've been self-isolated. So like they've they've been isolated. So now essentially they're an extension of as though they were living in your household is kind of the strategy with that. Yes. (laughs) As much as we can. So I feel okay with it. Like it just was getting to a point where like my business and mental health were going to suffer in a major way. So this is a bit, little bit of risk that it is, is just a worthy trade-off for all of us. Um, so that started today. Um, so she's there now actually, which it's just it's like, like peace. Oh my God. It's quiet for one of the f- very first times that we've been recording episodes. <laughs> yeah, or like I'm not kicking them out in the backyard or something where yeah. they still come in. So, or worried yeah. that they're going to come in or, or she's going to come in like as soon as she knows the time is supposed to be up that she's like, <laughs> all right, so you're so done. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she was in that last episode because she <laughs> So that's opening up a lot of time like I'm used to being home working but by myself so or what you, or before this you had your employees with you in your office and so oh, it made yeah. it a little bit easier to know that work was still being done while you had to go with Cecily for something or pick her up from school you could know that important things for your business are still being taken care of during that time whereas right now a lot of it's just falling to you and not happening. So yes. So that's going to open up at least a block of time for me to guarantee that I know I can get some certain things done, including awesome. more self-care. And I think my third thing, like, these are just things that have been happening in the time of COVID basically are like this podcast, like, Having this creative project has been really great. Um, I like that there's, I have the accountability with you, but not really high stakes expectations. Yeah, like if if the worst happened and something didn't publish on time, it's like, okay, well. Like five people are going to be Whatever, like, I mean, I think you and I know it's more than five people, but also... But be upset by it. Yeah, it's not going to ruin my life. Yeah, I'm not ruining... I'm not ruining anybody's day by not showing up in their podcast queue like Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. But it's also, um, cre- it's a creative thing to come up with is. strategy and plan and organize our thoughts around. And yeah, and it's been great like having you who you are pretty flexible around my schedule, which is really considerate. Isn't that weird generous. for a type eight? I know. I feel like you're probably like, oh my God, we have to do it the day before. I feel you're like learning. it's, I'm learning to be, I'm learning to treat this similarly to how I would treat like a job site where it's like, well, if that's what the tile guy needs and he needs four more days, like 
it is what it is. That's it what, is what it is. is. Like, yeah. if, you know, like, do I, am I going to go out and find another tile guy who's going to do it faster? By the time I do that, he'd already be back and done. Like, and I feel like I'm starting, that's sort of the mentality I have to look at with organizing this as a, like, tan, it's like, it's it, not a tangent, but it is a whole separate project to our businesses and to our families. And so I have to decide, like, am I going to spend my energy getting, like, if if in this case it would be, am I going to spend my energy getting frustrated that we need to be flexible with our schedule? Or am I just going to be flexible and be happier that I'm like, hey, today's not a good day, or right now it's not a good time to record, or, you know, we've both taken advantage of that, where it's like, let's not do this day, let's just do another day. Well, and- yeah, and I don't think, I mean, the whole purpose for this is not to be stressed about something else. So Totally. We just, if we're not in an, if we're not in an energy where we feel like we are ready to be helpful or share an idea in, in a objective way or a thoughtful way, then I don't want to record it because that's going to come across with someone. So I, I have really liked being able to try something completely new and out of both of our wheelhouses. Um, Yeah. I think learning something new has been something people have been talking about with um, quarantine and I thought like, oh, I haven't really done that. But then I realized, oh, wait, I learned how to record and edit a podcast. Yeah. So, And it doesn't, it could be that someone, il- if someone else, if the listeners are here, okay, you could start a podcast. Yeah. But also it could be that you are challenging yourself to do something else that's creative, like picking up uh, knitting or needlepoint, or maybe you're learning to do like uh, calligraphy or Learn mm-hmm. watching those so many people are offering free training like in yoga sessions now that you mm-hmm. can do and I feel like that's also a creative or new outlet where your mind is like being challenged to learn and do something different and to plan it differently I mean and it I does not it have to be with... involved like a podcast right yeah so for me I think it's helping me not feel trapped and like penned in because this is how we would do this anyway like we're not making any changes true quarantine yeah us being hundreds of miles apart already makes this the way we would have to do it yeah so this is business as usual for our podcast which is a nice feeling totally that's a Um, good one to take away yeah and at some point like maybe we'll meet in person (laughs) We will. We will. Once, I mean, it's so different. It's so crazy to watch how every county is treating this different because in LA County at this point uh, is still planning on being under safer at home orders until May 15th, which I, if I'm being honest, don't see lifting uh, even on that date. And then in Sacramento, they're they're still calling for this Friday, May May first, and I'm like, mm, I don't yeah, see. What are we I don't really do. I don't see that anyway. But um, when yeah, when I mean, let's be at some point, there there will be a pathway ahead of us where everyone's going to see each other, and it's going to make sense to slowly start opening up circles to people. Um, to I mean, I'm probably not jumping on a plane. I would probably drive. <laughs> a fair distance um but the thought of going into an airport right now still sounds like it's already a petri dish as it is at an airport yeah we're not gonna go to like massive (laughs) events and stuff but it seems like yeah small 
circles of family. I'm totally going to come up there and help distract Cecily at some point and um, help save Desmond. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Desi. So, So. yeah. So, I don't know. It is what it is right, right now, but I have... I know the things that I need to do on a daily basis to make me feel better. And I'm just not doing a very good job of it. So one thing I wanted to talk about was last year. Okay. So I have a great friend, Tammy Hackbarth, who's local here. And she is a self-care coach for mostly for women, but she is like, she's living the challenge of like putting self-care first in her day so I have her on my shoulder because she's always like she's kind of a tough love with it but okay she's right like she's totally right so last year as I was going into one room challenge I was nervous because I tend to in the past I've I mean it's beyond self-care like I deplete myself to the point where I am like not bedridden but kind of for a couple weeks yeah like creatively physically emotionally it's all gone financially (laughs) (laughs) that's the truth yeah like all of it so she helped me come up with a plan last fall that I wrote a blog post about it that we'll link in the show notes she interviewed me about it and then her and I came up with like this little worksheet that it's just a way to it's a self-care plan for an intense challenge so when you know you have something coming up it does not have to be a one-room challenge but let's say it's a huge project where you're going to be kind of like only thinking about it or like we were saying like applying for something or I don't studying know. for something big yeah yes or you're someone else in your family is so it's a way to think through so if it's going to be six weeks of that what are the things that you need to get done what are the essential events which this is hard right now but yeah like like last year it was halloween my mom and brother had a big birthday those are the things we had to and wanted to attend yeah, like you then, can't put those aside during the challenge, during no. the thing you want to accomplish. You still have to make time and energy for those things. And they were like, we had to travel. But then there's things that are on your calendar, but what can you say no to? And can you nicely let people know that you won't be attending or contributing? So if you're a volunteer in a certain thing, like can you push pause on your volunteerism for those hours? Um, peer pressure is huge with the way that we overwhelm ourselves is we just feel like we're letting people down or that they expect something of us even when and most people don't most they don't I feel really like there's care, an awareness especially if they know like especially if you give them the courtesy of a heads up most people like, hey, totally don't care hey I'm studying for the LSAT oh dang that's huge like yeah no wonder you can't come to you know getting married (laughs) like whatever yeah most people can put themselves in those shoes and go oh I wouldn't feel like doing that either and I mean I'm gonna say this because it might be kind of shady but also someone who's not gonna understand how important these things are to you that's their selfishness 
Right. That's not, has nothing to do with you. That has to do with them being like egocentrically focused on what's important to them and not about you not coming to a birthday party or to a function or whatever it might be. It's like, don't let those people, don't let their issue become your anxiety. Exactly. So it's just this whole worksheet. It's two pages. It's really simple to fill out. It just gives you like makes you sit down with your calendar and just think these things through. So you're not unnecessarily feeling guilty Mm -hmm. or flaky or disappointing people because you're letting them know in advance. I'm totally going to be skipping a lot of Zoom happy hours coming up. I felt so much better after I skipped some last week. It was a huge sense of relief to feel like I wasn't obligated to something. Yeah, I know. I've been doing it too. So the rest of the worksheet kind of just goes through like ways to be proactive, like with meal planning, daily restoration, movement. Um, and then this is something Tammy always makes me us do is, cel- is put how you're going to celebrate when this is over. And it doesn't mean throw a party or go on a fancy vacation, although it could. Yeah. I actually had mine be a party at the end of my last one room challenge. Because in the past, I would complete these projects, but never invite people necessarily to come see it. Oh, yeah. So I did put a, just an open house date. I set the date before I even started the challenge. So it was just out there and wasn't on me to like feel like doing. Because I knew I wouldn't feel like it at the end. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like already imagining. Yeah, and I made people have been following along locally, your family, your friends who are close to you, and they're like, they'd love to see it in person. Yeah, so I just made an open house. Come by, say hi. Don't, it's like, whatever. I didn't have to do a lot. Yeah. So, but it could be anything. Um, Celebrate by... I don't know, getting any in normal times, it may be, yeah, or it could like in normal times. A a big way that I celebrate is I try to like get tickets to a small show, like Mm -hmm. a jazz group or somebody local. I mean, that's Southern California has access, it's probably not happening immediately, but that doesn't mean I can't find alternative ways to celebrate. um, Plan a happy hour with your friends, like when you know that you're going to be depleted at the end of it, I think it's helpful to. If you're inviting people and if you're going to invite people or plan some kind of party or meetup to put that invitation out before you begin. I like that. Because if it's six weeks, week five, you're in the heat of it. You are not going to think about. Oh yeah. Let me plan an event while I'm, yeah, you're going to want to. And it's like the kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not just finishing. It's also taking a moment to revel with that and my friends will be there and they're going to be happy for me and it's also a way to cue your friends that heads up I'm going dark for six weeks but I will be there yes. at the end of it yeah that's a good way to look at it um also leave me alone <laughs> yeah don't call and text me so much grace. totally I I like this how like how many things are you trying to commit to on a normal basis or what would this look like for us well I think you and I should complete this just for ourselves so we're like looking at our schedules granted we're in quarantine so 
We're not it's going to be no adapted. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not feeling, we don't have the pressure of events and networking things and meetups and all this, but there are things we can look at and think about in advance and plan for, for the mental health of ourselves and our family. Like this is like a big thing for my family too. Like, mm-hmm. again, my husband's not a total like he doesn't love renovation yeah no so for me to say okay here's what we're gonna do for meals and not stressing about it every night like that will put him at ease right um but on top of that what i wanted to do with us was to challenge ourselves to commit to one thing for 30 minutes a day that will feed our feed our souls. Yes. I know one that I've been kind of like waffling a little bit back and forth on because ever since we started entering this safer at home stuff, I just kind of eat my feelings a lot, which I was like a big kid growing up, then lost a lot of weight and then put put weight back on. Like, eh. it goes in like seven to eight year swings for me. So I feel yeah. like I have this weird relationship with like paying attention to my health and completely not doing things actively and in the last few weeks we've taken to walking our beagle paskey uh in our neighborhood and it's kind of eerie because we're like wearing our face masks when we're out in the neighborhood because there's a number of people around you can't always quickly get away from people but um yeah i i've done it sporadically and i feel like it makes me feel better to do it to walk like 30 minutes in the evening usually it's usually it's after Sean gets home from work and then before we make a meal Um, but we have done it after meals but we don't do it on a regular basis and I could just as easily take Paskey with me walk for 30 minutes I like to go on my little journey and pretend I'm looking at like house hunting and pretending (laughs) like wonder what that living room is like inside because we have quite a few historic properties in our neighborhood and some are from the the 30s the 40s the 20s some of them are really charming and lovely and I might I walk a little slower um, and I look at what's blooming in their garden and I just kind of take my time and um, it it's got that benefit of kind of being out and being around things, which is novel at this time, but also that it's physically active, that I am walking, you know, and it's doing something that's better for me because yeah, we're now more than ever spending so much of our lives in front of a desk or sitting down. And I have been the least physically active since this started because I'm not going to job sites. I'm not picking up a lot of samples, like nearly everything is being shipped or sent directly to a site or whatever. Like I used to spend most three quarters of a day could be spent just running around or alternatively, instead of being at my desk, getting something done, sitting in Los Angeles or greater Orange County traffic. (laughs) Right. So I could use a couple more walking steps every night. 30 minutes walk Mm -hmm. is like an achievable thing I can do. Yeah. And you're guaranteed a fresh in mind, a little Mm -hmm. endorphins. Sometimes when I'm walking, if it's like a stroll, I um, take pictures of things. So I try to think it like in a meditative way, like beautiful flowers and so many things are in bloom right now, or like little details I never noticed before. And I think that's 
a fun little creative thing to do too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, my challenge to myself is to meditate every day for 10 to 30 minutes. A couple years ago, I started doing it and I got to like 100 days or something in a row. Wow. And I've never felt better. It's like, I, I wrote a blog post about it once. Um, and it's like taking a nap without taking a nap and you uh-huh. come away, you wake up more focused with more energy, which sometimes a nap does not do that for you. So it's like some third eye stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I ha- speaking of that, like I've had my third eye open, like when I was in that session, like when I was doing that, I had some really weird, um, this is weird, but I had these really weird dreams where people, someone who I knew, astral projected well one of their family members came to me in a dream and um telling me that they had passed and then the next day they had whoa see we told people in the beginning this wasn't going to be a ghost hunter show and forget it was like first or second episode and here we are back at it ghost hunters yeah and that was a person i'd never even met that came to me in this dream it was really weird whoa but i um yeah, I asked my medium friend about it and she said, you will not avoid that if you meditate every day, which sort of maybe actually now that I'm saying this out loud, I think that's sort of when I stopped. Like, I think it scared me. It like freaked you out. Even though it wasn't scary, it was very like. Don't be scared of your new meditative third eye powers. Like, I know, especially if they can be helpful and like help my intuition and because they didn't come to you in a bad way. Not at all. It was just it like, and an, like I was just, they were just kind of letting me. It was like a tap on the shoulder, kind of like, hey, this is check in, check in with your friend because this happened. It's like an ambivalent type of uh, energy, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not trying to cause you harm. No, and it's not usually like that, but that's totally not what I was going to talk about. But the. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're going to come back as a medium and oh. do a seance as your self care. <laughs> no. Okay. I, so, meditation to me is it really just helps clear my foggy brain, which is a natural um, side effect for me. So, it helps me just focus really and just feel I don't know feel better so Mm -hmm. and if I do it in the morning then I start my whole day with more intention and it doesn't just kind of slip away from me especially during this time when there's a lot that I can't control so my challenge to myself is to get seven days but the next time we talk let's do it and I'll have walked 30 minutes each evening Okay. Accountability. <laughs> Let's do our accountability. Gotta do it. Yeah, I think part of it is Check-ins. saying it out loud to someone else so they know that it's like, how's that going? And you're like, oh, it's it's not, or it is, or whatever. It's part of the process. Yes. Oh, maybe we can do, this isn't going to be super fascinating for everybody, but <laughs> we can do accountability check-ins on our Instagram stories. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like a platform I'm already using a lot. So it's easy to get on to, to just so be we'll like, just show ourselves. I'm out, our thing. I'm out on my walk and Studio Plum wanted to see it. Like, yours will be, yours will probably be more, you can show us all of your house hunting. Yeah, me, mine, I can like walk around and do floor it. floor cushion. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited for it. We'll try it. And for the listeners... Uh, the self-care plan will be in the show notes so that way you can go and it's really casual so don't be stressed if there's a category where you have three things instead of four or whatever like take it it's it's not that serious this is a chance for you to reflect on things and so it's not an assignment where you get a percentage complete or something like that (laughs) <laughs> no, no one's coming back to check. But I'm not grading this. Your teacher's not going to call and tell you no. what a bad student you've been. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm a, I'm uh, stoked. I think taking care of ourselves is important, and I definitely know that we can even just challenge ourselves to do that one extra thing, because no one's ever said, "Oh, you take care of yourself too much." Like that's not a thing, right? You're, so you could, you're too peaceful and calm. Yeah, said no one ever. So you could yeah. definitely add one more thing to your list just to give yourself a little bit more. And it can be five minutes. Like, that's just what always do is it. like, okay, I can find five minutes. Just do it. Um, okay, Sean. Bam, you guys. It. Please take care of yourselves. I know this is going on probably much longer than any of us anticipated. And we just want you all to know that we're thinking of you and that we want to try to be helpful. So if you have questions or comments or you're looking for feedback or advice, please, please email us at uh, hotyoungdesignersclub at gmail.com. And we're going to call this meeting adjourned. Okay. All right. Well, you better go for your walk. Yes, I'm off. Thanks, guys. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye, Sean. Bye. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. I mean, it's usually the small things. Like today, we've had these doves nesting in one of our life fixtures outside. And today, and we've been watching them for about three weeks. Today, I woke up and the mom wasn't in the nest for the first time. And then a couple hours later, Cecily comes in, Mommy, come look, you're going to freak. And the doves were, <laughs> the babies were, they'd flown like a few feet. And that's just so fun. Like, I feel like I know these birds like entire life over the past... <laughs> You do. I do. Two weeks. Um, It's really exciting to see them like out, literally take flight.